Hail and hello, everyone. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many. you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy and hail to you all. All right, folks. Hail and welcome to the uh, season three finale the final episode of season three of the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production brought to you by Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that you catch it, uh, wherever you are, however you're absorbed, you have absorbed this podcast uh, over the last year in 2022. Thank you so much for being an ongoing supporter. Uh, Got some special guests coming in here in just a moment, some of whom... You have uh, met before in in either previous episodes or just through, you know, uh, association through other platforms, other content. But I'm not going to waste any time in bringing them on here because they deserve to introduce themselves. Like I said, a lot of these have um, been introduced before. So uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it so before we do be, sh- be sure if you haven't yet uh favorite this podcast subscribe to this channel do all the things that uh you know the algorithm and, and whatnot demands for engagement appreciate all of your support and uh, let's go ahead and bring in some of our guests for today's show the final show the final episode of season three of the random even ramblings podcast all right, folks, as I mentioned in the intro, we've got some guests um, joining us today, and some of these faces might ring a bell. They might look familiar for you. I'm um, going to go ahead and start with uh, a fellow who I've been friends with now for the last few years. I've met him through some uh, fireside chat Facebook groups and some really fun, really even related topics and discussion. His name is Richard. So, Richard, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Richard Dissler. Richard Dissler. Uh, I, uh, I, like you said, mentioned I run a fireside chat on Facebook group. Uh, it's bi weekly chat for heathens. Also, I'm an ordained Gothi. And uh, by trade, I'm an industrial electrician. Oh. Right on. And you're in the Kentucky area, right? Or in, yes. In yes. the state of Kentucky. And 
um you got this great like i don't know wizardly look going on about you so that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool too so yeah thanks for joining you're a first time uh participant in in the, yes. in the podcast i know you've been catching the show for a while now and like i said we've been friends for a good bit so i appreciate you making yourself available and wanting to be a part yeah. of this so yeah good to have Thank you, you on. for having me um next i'm going to introduce uh another new um guest on the show who's been listening for for some time and um i made kind of like a a public post here recently on on my social media friends list and asked for some anyone that was interested to come on here for the season three finale and uh we got brian here from ohio so welcome to the show brian first time caller long time list um it's true i've learned a Toledo, Ohio, just outside of Toledo, Ohio, and I'm more We're getting like, yeah. Hold on, hold on a second, Brian. We're getting a lot of feedback on your side. There's like it's cutting in and out. I don't know if it's a device thing. Um, let's 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 start over. So, Brian, go Brian. ahead. Okay, now you're to now you're totally silent. <laughs> Let me. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to a couple others. You do the same thing that happened before, and I'll uh, I'll we'll we'll get this all sorted out. So next next we'll we'll come back to you, Brian. Uh, we'll we'll get through that. Um, but we're gonna talk to Josh from uh, Skogar Mayor. There's a there's a an intro song at the at at the beginning of my podcast every episode, um, which is named after my channel midgard musings and it was written by this guy so welcome to the show josh hey man thanks for having me back on it's always a pleasure to chat with you friend yeah it's and it's always great to have you you've um you've been on this podcast um i don't remember exactly when it was but it was we were talking about your um father of the wolves uh yes. i don't know what you call it like outdoors guide or, or something <laughs> yeah it's like, like a yeah outdoors tour guide man where to yeah. take people outside and connect them back with nature as it should be awesome so yeah you've been here on this podcast for um at least once before that i can think of and you've been a longtime friend uh, we've met yes. in person you know years ago when you were doing some uh band like black metal death metal type stuff and uh, now you're doing the skogar mayor um nordic folk or whatever i guess that would be the right category right whatever. yeah uh, I can call it ambient, dark, Nordic folk. Also, storytelling in a way, too. Okay. A big title. <laughs> well, it's good having you on uh, once again. Um, Thank you, sir. Welcome back to the... Brian, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm not hearing you, Brian. Can you try one more time? How about now? Can you hear me at all? There we go. There we go. Yes. Okay. All right. Technology is wonderful, isn't it? I hear you, man. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those great things to deal with. But yeah, so you sound great. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you to just reintroduce yourself now that everybody can hear you. So um, about the technical difficulty. For um, most I'm a uh, several years now, but 
Um, just things I don't uh, with many other learn in and and uh, learn the hard not free think of young yeah brian i'm gonna pause you there for a second buddy because i know you're getting into stuff and it's and it's cutting in and out real real bad um again not sure why <laughs> um is it it's not just me right because everybody else having a, a tough time no it, it's cutting out sir okay okay um yeah i don't know man um I hate that it's 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 like your every other word is is cutting in and out and it's just like it it's almost like a a bad connection on your end. Um, let me move up to 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 the final, to the final guest and we'll see guest. maybe if it fi fixes itself along the way. Um, again, apologies, but uh, so our other guest and a, a longtime friend, a brother of mine, brother he's been on mine. the podcast several several times. Um, welcome to the show, Papa Olafson of Fjellvetir Workshop. Hey, thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure. Pleasure. Um, I love coming on and um, talking on the the various topics and the different things that you do. It's a it's a great work that you do for the community in Midgard Musings. A lot of people appreciate it and your voice and your thought and what you give back. But yeah, as you said, uh, Papa Olison uh, from Geometer Workshop here in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Appalachia. North Carolina, make drums and rattles, other primitive instruments and runes and all that good Norse pagan heathen type stuff. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, you've actually provided myself with a number of uh, instruments and, and, and things that are adorning my space back here. Some of the things that have been introduced on uh, Skogarmayor's project, you know, Josh's project, Skogarmayor, <laughs> some of that. I think he's got, is that, am I correct in saying that you've got some of Papa's uh, instruments on some of your instrumental tracks and stuff? Is that right? Oh, that's absolutely, man. I have a, a few items from him, um, which are my favorites. And then me and him's been in talking of uh, a couple more coming this uh, upcoming year. You know, man, like it's like uh, when it comes to when his it comes stuff, to it's almost like a, a potato chip. You know, you can't have, have just one. You can't, or, it's... or or tattoos, you know, you, you can't stop mm. at just one. It's addictive, and it's 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 the good kind of addiction, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a know, healthy it, addiction. It's a healthy addiction, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's something that you know, as you, when you feed it, um, it, it it helps out, you know, a small business, a, a pagan owned and operated business, which of course, you know, we're all for and about. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. Papa's stuff has been, and I don't know if the listeners and viewers realize this, but um, Papa's talents have reached far and wide, not just here in the domestic U.S. You know, um, some 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 of you may have heard of uh, this this guy uh, who has a project called Dunheim, Danheim, if you want to, whatever, however you pronounce it, Dunheim, and uh, you you Papa, you've you've provided um, him with. An, an item or two, I believe, correct? Maybe. 
maybe not. <laughs> his, He's just kind of sitting there. He's just kind of sitting there thinking about it. Yeah, his picture's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like he was in. He was in deep thought right there. He was like, "I did I? Did I? I don't know. Did I? Maybe." We're just having a great time tonight, just fighting with uh, technology, as it seems. Yeah, so. it kicked me out and uh, <laughs> and then okay. popped me back in. Okay, we were wondering because, like the the you know what we could see on the screen is like you were just like you were like this frozen in time, just <laughs> thinking about what I just time. said. That was real time. I was in thought. That was, that was okay. my stoic look. Okay, <laughs> but I was. Uh, did you catch what I was saying about your? who you've provided instruments for not just for here in the u.s but you've uh there's a guy yeah. that people are you know may, may know as Danheim, and and i believe mm -hmm. you've gotten to provide him with a, an item or two right yeah michael schaefer's got uh, a commemorative drum that i did for uh, just the general work that he puts together and and some percussion sticks and things all over the place yeah so yeah, he's a he's actually a huge inspiration of mine for my project, man. So to know that uh, both of us uh, have an instrument made by you makes me makes me even more happier. <laughs> Benton, I've got to give a shout out to another brother of mine, um, Cody, another Schaefer, just spelled a little bit different uh, for Eldervok, the uh, yes, the musical project that he's got working, fantastic, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of pieces, and um, he's a very talented individual with any piece that he touches. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, even when it comes to his crafting, you know, the all the wire wrapped gems mm -hmm. and stones and, and things that he does. Um, my wife has a piece that he made that I commissioned him for uh, for her birthday this year. A really nice kind of crescent moon shaped um, amethyst stone that he uh, that he did a wonderful job on. So yeah, big shout out to Cody. I'd love to get him on the show. Um, I've actually asked him a couple of times and whether it's due to scheduling conflicts or just a, um, he wasn't ready, you know, just to get out here and talk and, and stuff, which I totally respect and understand. But, um, you know, Cody and, uh, you know, you're watching, listening to this man. I'm, I would still love to have you on this show when, and if you're ever ready. So, and if Cody is listening to this as well, um, you know, me and Cody have kind of started having a few conversations here and there online. I'm also a huge fan of his project. Um, as you know, there's not many of us uh, Nordic pagan from America artists, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm going to have to drag him out of the state. He, he lives and we're going to have to do a tour, Cody. We're going to have to get together and do a tour, man. That'd be, be sick. Awesome. That would be, that would be. So we're all here, guys, like um, to some degree, to, to various degrees. I know we we're running into some audio and, and, and technical things. Richard, I, I, you might be muted. So when and as you're able to say something, just unmute yourself and, and whatnot. But, you know, this is the this is the, the final episode of of season three of, of the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. And, you know, each each year is a season. I know different productions divide their um episodes and, and seasons up differently a lot of them will do it quarterly or you know semi-annually or whatever but i've i've just run every um season of the podcast as as a year so season one was the first year that i started doing this and then two and three thereafter and this this episode marks 45 episodes for the season which means almost every week 
for this whole year of 2022 um i've 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 produced something in like you know the the guests that have come on um some of you who have of course returned for this and the new guests and and making new friends you know it's been a really awesome year and i just want to first of all thank all the listeners thank all the viewers for being a part of this because like brian for instance hopefully you're we'll be able to hear you better uh throughout the the podcast because you were one of the ones that share you know wanted to kind of uh introduce a topic as it were for the for the ramblings of tonight which i think is a great one you know but you're uh as you had mentioned with me offline was uh you know have been listening for a while and you know as i think you mentioned uh first time caller long time listener mm -hmm. <laughs> which always i laugh about that all the time because i you know i'm i'm maybe dating myself but that's you know when you listen to old like radio shows casey Kasem and yeah and, yeah, yeah 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 so, so you uh, can hear me now is, is oh that, that is that is that is great whatever you did keep i it that I, way. Ab I abandoned the laptop and went to the cell phone that's what i did okay okay cool <laughs> yeah awesome yeah so you yeah. sound great you look great and so let me let me let me rewind a bit then and now that you've got uh, a good setup here introduce yourself please brian for everybody all right thanks jesse um i i've been um i've been listening to slash watching your podcast since since season one i think since the very beginning if if i didn't catch you right when you first started i i shortly thereafter went back to the very beginning so i'm pretty confident in saying i've watched them all um and i appreciate what you do it, it really is like like papa said it's great for the uh for the community of heathens especially for people like me that are, are solitary in nature and I'm a solitary practitioner. I've learned a lot, mostly from all my, my books, you know, um, there's a vast wealth of knowledge in, in books on our religion, but, um, I love uh, the insight that you give. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for saying such. And, uh, yeah, so you, again, you're, um, you mentioned you're, you're solitary, um practitioner or you know you 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 kind of stick to yourself with it is it is it just and again if i'm asking questions that are a bit too personal you don't care to answer then just say ah, i'm going to you know table that or whatever but is it is it out of choice or just because of the area that you're in that there's there's less or or zero that to you're aware of or that you're aware of other it, pagans of like mind you know it's a little it's mostly by choice um i i belong to several facebook groups uh not several a couple one being a uh, in ohio pagan group where i'm at norse pagan group and um there's there's plenty out there there's plenty of us out there uh, especially that are like-minded that that don't um distort and manipulate our religion for nefarious uh purposes if you know what i mean um and many uh inclusive groups i just i'm very driven i'm very passionate my career is very important to me my family is very important to me and um um, and I love the community, um, but maybe someday when life settles down a little bit, I'll I'll, I'll join a, a kindred or a tribe and and actually practice mm. with some other heathens. But for now, I'm content the way it is. That's great. I like how you said, um, you know, uh, the, certain groups that that twist or manipulate mm. things. I recently got told that um, I I twisted the lore to. Uh, <laughs> To, to I forget what the exact words were, but that uh, uh people had to watch out for what I said because I, I twist the lore to my own um I don't know benefit or something. I'm like it's stories first of all, it's mythology. How do you you know 
whatever i guess if i tell the story my in my own way i if i give if i give thor a new york brooklyn accent i guess i'm twisting the <laughs> I, I, you know i guess i'm twisting the lore but you know this is well, a so weird you were also told that you're gatekeeping information by providing information <laughs> yeah i don't I, know I, how that works but I, you know, you learn something new about yourself every day, apparently. So there you go, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, see the gatekeeper. I'm gatekeeping by providing information <laughs> on things. So there's a new one for you. Yeah. Well, some could argue that Snorri may have manipulated the lore too. So, you know. Oh, yeah. The biggest one of them all, right? <laughs> but he's the guy that we are supposed to, you know, quote unquote, uh, use as, as, as a source material. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Josh, you're out there in, in the Kings Mountain of, uh, area of North Carolina and, you know, Papa, you're in the Blue Ridge and Richard, you're. Uh, if you want to Richard, actually, if you want to unmute and, and mention you're you're in Kentucky, we mentioned before, but you've gotten um, uh, yourself as you have a kindred or, or sorts or, or at least you did at one point in time. Maybe. Yeah, you heard of yeah I did at one time. We had some issues I won't get into, but uh, right. Currently got a start of a new one but uh i also had the facebook groups so mm -hmm. and which anybody's free to join them uh you know it's all about putting knowledge out there we don't twist we put knowledge out and have discussions so in fact you're in the groups and we have the video chats every other week or try to anyway you know my work schedule which has been crazy here lately sure and well, that's all of us, right? I mean, like we all have our own separate lives, and that's that's one of the things I wanted to just again really thank each of you for because you all have your own lives. We are all in different time zones, and you you found time to make to to come on here and, and talk about stuff, you know, with me and then for everybody to listen to and hopefully make it a, a beneficial thing for those that are, you know, finding their way in heathenry and or or, or paganism in general because we're all you know all of us are are probably identify if we want to call it as, as as Norse pagans or at least to some degree have that you know uh the modality the, the aesthetic the the approach to how we see the world our worldviews echo similar ways but we all practice things differently you know some of us are maybe right. a bit more animistic some of us are a bit more uh I mean I don't know just you know various ways of of, of doing things but we've at least met on on some common ground and that's a nice thing i think that you know social media offers is it gives people the opportunity to discuss and share ideas and then if you know it fits it fits and if it doesn't then it doesn't right. have to you know we don't have to feel that you know every norse pagan group out here is something we have to be a part of and i for one right. am, am pretty uh select and and careful with which ones i join just because again it, it it can consume us it takes up it can just take up so much of our time and 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 take our focus away from what's really important you know our hearths our homes our lives you know and i'm, I'm the same way man i'm very selective um about the groups you know uh much like brian you know i'm a little bit of a solitary as well um and you get in some of those groups and sometimes i i just shake my head at the arguments that's <laughs> happening and and the bizarreness that's going on in them and i'm like you know this is this is not why i am the way i am man I, i'm here for you know peace and respect for you know one brother to another and it's some of them get a little out of hand for me too man so i'm very very selective <laughs> what and, is and the 
Well, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, and, you know, with both my outdoor business uh, surrounding, you know, some Norse paganism and then obviously, you know, my musical project as well. I, I like to be in those groups so that I could share that. Um, but, you know, you, you always have that one in there that's got something to say and it's like no matter what. So what what is this if, if you can think of it probably the most i don't know off the wall argument or, or thing that you were either a part of or that you just saw and you go man this is it i'm out because it just <laughs> like <laughs> is there anyone that stands out in your mind well for me and some of the ones i've seen is where you know someone's trying to say they're more pagan than another person it's like <laughs> hey man like it's to each their own and at what level they want to go down this path and so for me to sit there and to watch someone, you know, criticize somebody because, you know, they, they do it differently. I mean, it's uh, it just gives me a headache and then it, it disappoints me, you know, a little bit there to see it. That, that's usually when I start seeing that in a group, it's usually when I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not pagan enough to be here or something. Yeah, like that. right, right. Yeah. I had a guy. um uh, recently and and I actually kind of like the 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 back and forth engagement that I get from this one particular fella I guess this fella um on the Facebook uh fa on the on the Midgard Musings Facebook page um this thing behind me this this banner behind me um he made a comment he's like you know that's not uh that that has that that that's not Norse right it's it's Solomonic it's it's uh got Solomon you know, uh, Hebrew uh, Kabbalism and, and everything. I'm like, yeah, I know. doesn't matter, though. It was a gift, and it was a gift from a friend, and, and it's been here for a long time, and it's going to... Oh, and by the way, I also know that the runes that are going around it um, are out of order a little bit, and that there's a blend <laughs> of both Elder, Younger, and Anglo-Saxon runes on there, too, so uh, I get it, but what what's your point? You know, I, you know right. it's kind of like... I guess in, to whatever degree, you know, it, it's engagement. And, and that's how I look at it from, um, that's how I look at it from a lot of uh, angles is that I'm getting engagement as a content creator. Engagement is, is everything. So, right. Hey, it, you know, bad, any press is good press, I guess, if you want to look at it in, in, in that sort of way. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not out here trying to, to bend anybody's, you know, approach to heathenry or, or paganism to be my version right. of it. It's just information right. sharing and knowledge and stuff. And I go, you know what, I'm still learning too. And that's what a lot of this right. is about is just sharing of knowledge and getting to learn some things, you know? Right. And uh, we have a new, we have, we have an, uh, I'm just going to pause real quick because we have a, uh, another guest that just joined the podcast. Um, we are recording. So uh, this guy here, he's actually been on several podcasts with me. One of which was while he came out, to Tennessee to visit from Missouri. Uh, welcome to the chat, Patrick Walsh, my friend. Can you hear us? How's it going? There he is. Hey. There is again. <laughs> Thanks for joining, man. How are you feeling? Not too bad. Um, just uh, getting ready for the holidays and this uh, brutally cold weather, which I know you're uh, very excited mm. about. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we were just uh, we were all just talking and I'll, I'll, I'll get into introductions and stuff a little bit, you know, after the fact, because we already kind of got into the meat and potatoes. But we got we got Papa Olufsen here. We've got Josh from Skogormayor. We've got uh, a new guy, guest on here. His name is Brian. We got Richard Disler up in Kentucky. And now we got you. 
So, you know, we got the whole, as they said, uh, when I was a kid, we got the whole fam family here. <laughs> um, the whole Dan family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great that you could join Patrick. Um, you've been, I said, a, a longtime supporter of, of the channel, even before I started doing the podcast, I think you were one of the very, like, very first few uh, hundred per people to subscribe and start watching my videos on the YouTube channel. And it's great that you're still around and that you've, you know, come out and visited me here in Tennessee and got to be on a podcast in person. And, and now here you are on the, the season three finale. So good to have you back. A pleasure. Yep. Happy to be here. Yeah. So we were just talking um, just to kind of bring you up to speed about um, practicing heathenry, having, you know, solitary approaches to heathenry. Uh, Brian is, is a guy that's, you know, chooses to, to practice um, by himself. And, and, you know, Josh over here is in North Carolina and, and same thing, you know, and, and we all find ourselves that way. And I think at least at some point in time, I, I am, am fortunate to have a small network of people in my area that uh, I've been able to grow really close to um, and with as, as an extension of my inner circle, my, my inner hearth. So they're like family. And from that from those relationships have blossomed the growth of, of our tribe, Thurbidi folk, the people of the Thundering Storm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, one thing I was thinking of is, you know, with social media, it's a lot of, the, the, the reason why we're all here together on this episode is because of social media, you know? So it definitely has its, right. its, its benefits. Um, and if it's leveraged properly and, and, you know, beneficially, I think it, it, it can work wonders. It can, it can be the start of, of a really good thing for us in our, in our, you know, respective spiritual growth or our religious growth, you know, because, you know, you don't make those friends like, you you know, that, that way anymore. It's, it's, you know, used to be, you would just know the people in your immediate town or, or surrounding right. areas. And now we've got this wild and crazy social network networks and <laughs> we can do stuff like this. So it's pretty cool. Like a, like a virtual Hoff. Yeah, yeah, in a yeah. way. I like that term. Um, you know, the Hoff was a, was a, a central kind of temple, uh, if, if you want to call it as such, in, in Scandinavia. Uppsala was, was one that we know of, the, the heathen temple or, or, at Uppsala, old Uppsala, Sweden. And, um, you know, it, it was the, the central gathering place for the public to come and honor venerate worship their old gods they had very specific things that were done at certain and specific times in Uppsala um I think it's Adam of Bremen who yeah. documented uh the nine-year sacrifices and and some of the things yeah. that were done up in that area and, and what it was like which um you know we were we were kind of talking around and about earlier about you know source material you know somebody mentioned snore i think it might have been you josh or brian when he is uh, mentioned uh snorri sturleson you know and then and, and how much people tend to try to call him or, or use him as a as a source material and i say you know one the one thing that that's that's really wild i think that i like to think about with history any kind of historical stuff if, you, if you're going to take that kind of an approach is you know history has always been twisted and bent to you know uh, make a certain like you know yeah there, there's historical facts of whatever but the person who documented it the, the the historian the scholar the whoever it was that that documented it they're they're 
they're they're gonna have some of their bias leak into into oh, that. Oh yeah. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like, why why are we even why are we even going that far back? Why are we trying to reconstruct at times things that were done in ancient times when we're here now in modern times? Why why do we find the need to do that? You think anybody can feel free to chime in, but that's, it was a question that I was asking myself, you know, why, what, 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 what about the past enamors us so much that we want to recreate it or reconstruct it? Well, you know, I, I think if I could, I think it, it, it leads, it gives some people a sense of credibility to what they believe. Um, I guess maybe like, like the Bible would to Christians, it's, it's something that's very, very old that has documentation. And, but the reality is in our, in our uh, faith, there's, there really isn't a, a lot of source material and, and the source material that there is, can it truly be trusted based on who, um, who wrote it, when it was written, their bias and their views. Um, and I think that the great thing, one of the things that, that really attracted to me um, when I was searching for, for my faith was the fact that, that heathenry, Norse paganism, uh, whatever you want to call it, and which is also great because you can refer to it in any way you want, is um, it, it largely up to interpretation of, of the practitioner. Um, how, and that's, I love it in, in the Facebook groups and the social media when there's uh, arguments of, of, well, this is the way that you should do it and that's the way you should do it. Uh, because at the end of the day, who, who's to say who's right? What, you know, it's not like uh, Catholicism where there's rituals and practices that everybody does um, because quite frankly, much of what we believe we know was lost to history. So credibility, I think, is what people search for when they're looking back to the past that long ago to support their faith. And in all of our social circles and in social media and these groups and these pages, it's always pounded roots, roots, roots. So everybody wants to go back, find those roots, learn about those roots and build up from there. But um, people get caught up in the roots alone and forget that we have to have a trunk and we have to have branches and we have to have leaves. True. You know, this is 2022, not 502 you know, <laughs> now. So even if you are able to find out 100% through whatever textual information that this is how something was done then, they were living very much different lives than what we're living now. We're not out here farming and plowing with a stick. We're going to the grocery store. Yeah. There are ways to honor old ways and old traditions, but we have to remember that we're living now. Right. Yeah. I'm, good. I think it's good to know the 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 old source and the for the foundation. But like you said, you know, we are living in 2022, so you got to bridge that gap too. So, you know. Is that's your foundation, kind of like the foundation of your house. If you don't have any foundation, it's not going to be very strong. You know, you need something. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I had somebody even say um, that the way, and I don't, I'm going to paraphrase 
the way they said it, but the, the, the spirit behind what they were saying was that um, along the lines of, you know, the way that the old gods were approached and the way that the gods were interacted with in ancient times was the way that it worked back then. So how can we expect them to be approachable now unless we're doing it the way that it was done back then? And not to my, you know, my response to that was, I find it hard to believe. And again, there's no, there's no way to, to back this up through any quote unquote source material, but I find it hard to believe that as humanity has evolved and has progressed and has become more innovative and whatnot over time, that I, I find it very hard to believe that the sacred and that the divine have not done the same thing to some degree in their own way. Right? Exactly. So sure, it, it, it might be a bit nostalgic. It's kind of like, you know, when, you know, and we're all different age, you know, we come from different generations ourselves here. We got a pretty diverse audience, I think, as far as our guests and even listeners out here, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. There's, there's things that, that will touch our nostalgic parts of ourselves, right? Like I was, I was talking to my wife uh, last week and I was, she was asking about like my, my, my family's uh, traditions for celebrating Christmas, which we didn't have any because we, I was very, very young when they abandoned the celebration of Christmas because of religious reasons, right? But I have very slight, I have some memories of being a very small kid. And then there were some things I remember having a Christmas tree. And I remember having this one thing, you guys, anybody here, Richard, you might know, Emmett Kelly. Anybody here remember Emmett Kelly? He was he was a he, he was a uh, yeah. he was a performer. He was a circus performer, and he and he right. had this. He yeah. was a sad clown, and he was very he he like kind of was the 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 trailblazer for a lot of clown uh, performers and and stuff. But I remember my dad having this like figurine. He was about two and a half, maybe three foot tall of Emmett Kelly. His nose would glow and and this and that. And it started a it started me going down this memory lane of things that we had around the house that were antique and old and, and the nostalgia kicked in and I go oh wow and it really touched a certain part of myself that made me happy and made me feel you know good and I'm and I and I think maybe right. that's kind of the same thing with you know again it, it, this is my own UPG but that when you know if, if you learn uh old Norse or if you learn old Saxon some of these old dead languages that aren't spoken anymore and you speak to the sacred or you do certain ceremonies or rituals in those languages it, it it's probably almost like, like the same thing or something similar for them in a way like oh he's speaking my language now like i remember that right. from days gone by or wherever and again that's my own upg but i think maybe there's something to to think about with that and maybe again we there there's a part of ourselves that recognizes the how it makes us feel and we maybe live that part out in our ceremonial stuff too. I don't know. Something I've noticed. Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Patrick. I was going to say, um, I've noticed that it's like almost like a conditioning that we're all brought up to believe that if we don't have like some kind of like um, starting point and practice as, you know, someone did back in the early days that we lose credibility, you know? And an interesting thing about other... Um, Faiths like you know Christianity and Catholicism as they have a sacred text and it's very biased is created by you know men in power and not really us from the source of divinity or anything like that. 
that's a good point the yeah quote-unquote sacred texts um again it goes back to like right the the, the bias i mean people want to you know christians especially uh, what the bible says what the bible says well the bible was was written by people who were under the king's retinue you know what i mean so yeah. you pretty much had to do what the king said or else you know what i'm saying and and you, you know you can make the argument or they can make the argument that well it was divine inspiration it was you know these these holy people who were moved or inspired to speak or write but at the end of the day like well there were certain things that we know were left out of what the current publication of the bible is there's there's books there's there's a whole entire you know series of, of texts that were left out of the original manuscripts why is that were they less man were they were they it less is. inspired with you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't know who's, who's saying who's going to say something next. Maybe Papa or whoever. I don't know who's going to say something. I was next. going to before we come too far away from um, Snorri, and I don't mean to sway anybody, but in relation to his credibility, um, Snorri wore a lot of hats in his time. You know, he served in a lot of positions and done different things, but on his credibility, and this is a fun story that I learned at the Snorri Stafa in Iceland while visiting there. Um, the kind of guy he was. We hear stories from him, but not a lot about him. Um, at one point in time, he was serving under a chieftain there. Uh, a couple of ruffians came to town and decided that they wanted to marry, or one of them wanted to marry the chieftain's daughter, and this was a problem. He didn't want that. So he consults Snorri, what do I do? And the answer was to put him to work. We want this road built through town. Let's have them do that if they want to marry your daughter and see if it works. And it did. They busted butt, got it done. Okay, it's time to do it. Well, we lost. They built the road. They're going to marry my daughter. He's going to marry my daughter. What do I do now? Well, ask them for something even more impossible. We want this, um, this hot spring, this sort of grotto type thing. We've got it nearby, but it needs dug out. Get them in there to dig that out, and then now you've got a road and something that other people are going to come to bring business to the town. He gets them in there to do that. Didn't think they were going to finish, but they did. And he says, now what? The guys are on their way out. They dug this thing. So he takes a big stick and beats them over the head as they're coming out of this hole and ends the whole thing. And guess who marries the chieftain's daughter a short time thereafter? Snorri. See, he was very about his own um, his own rise and his own gain and anything that he was doing. And he froze again. And, uh, <laughs> whether it be the stories that he passed down or um, the marriages. And he was sly. He was slick. But maybe not the most honest. Yeah. <laughs> So there's, you know, I mean, who is anymore or who, who was back in the day? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a, there's a weird dichotomy to this whole concept of, uh, you know, honesty and, and, and honor and, and all of that. It, it was a different, again, different time, a thousand, twelve hundred, however long years ago, you know, and those things meant something different a little bit back then, you know, like if it, if it meant that you had a, 
lie or, or, or twist things around for the betterment of your own, then, well, then that was good for you. And it was good for your inner. And, and there was, there was, I think, a, an inherent understanding of inner versus outer, you know, there, there's maybe nothing of, of particular ancient origins about inner yard, outer yard, but it definitely has, you know, ancient worldviews is that you know what's within is sacred what's within is order what's within is lawful what is within is good and what is without is subject to kind of the laws of the jungle right the, the laws of the wild it's 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 anything goes so there's a problem with reliving that or reconstructing that now and today it's it's you know the world's not quite so not not, not much like that in, in in a lot of ways anymore there's a lot of gray areas it seems yeah. it's a lot more complicated too. Mm. Yeah. communities are different if you live in an apartment building or an apartment complex you have no say in who becomes your next door neighbor whereas back then you knew exactly who your next door neighbor was because you've known their family for generations and generations there was yeah, almost their a land was in trust to your neighbor right. whereas now your neighbor is more a stranger yeah yeah, mm. very true. It's different, but Inangar, Utengar. Right. Now, that kind of was a neat segue into a topic that Brian was actually going to, uh, is, is the reason why we're, we wanted to talk about this. And it it goes into some discussion with, uh, I think maybe the, I don't know, Brian, if you want to take the lead on this, but an ancestor veneration, but also, um, the, the importance of your of the vetir, the land vetir, the hus vetir, the the localized spirits that we share space with and coexist with. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, when you when you did the uh, the episode on uh, ancestral veneration, you know, it, it really it 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 keyed a part of my belief uh, that I have had for for quite a while, and I think that uh, I'm pr I'm probably like a lot of new heathens um when when i was new you know i placed a lot of emphasis on the gods the aesir the vanir um odin you know i know i know on social media a lot of people say that they you know have a, a strong connection with one god or another god um and, and that's and that's great that's fine if that's um how they choose to to practice but as i've progressed along kind of in my knowledge and my beliefs and and stuff i've found that a, a really commonly overlooked aspect in our faith is is one the the veneration and and of the of our ancestors um who are still with us even in death um, um from helheim or or wherever they may be um that that they're they're still with us and then also like you said the vetir the 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 husvetir and the land vetir the the spirits of of the house the inner dwelling and and of the land, um, in my in my practice um, as a solitary practitioner, I probably give more veneration, um, do more ritual, and, and offer uh, more um, sacrifice to the vetir. Um, you know, because I believe that that they are more invested in my fortune than the gods. I believe that 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 the gods are are. Um, largely selfish if i could say um, um some of them are very very self-serving uh and they would help human beings here on midgard if if it served them but 
our ancestors and the and the Vatir um, are much more invested in us and our well-being and are much more willing to um, to aid us in things that we cannot accomplish ourselves um, than the gods may be. You know, that's that's why I really wanted to bring up that topic to see which gentleman had to had to say about that and give some insight. That that's something that's uh, typically overlooked a lot because you know the primary focal point seems to be you know the beings of power you know like Odin, Thor, and Freya. But um, that's a something that I personally, after hearing that, would like to take a more closer look at because you know I'm kind of one of those guilty people who uh, where I often negate and overlook the moments where I have you know spiritual epiphanies or a special moment. Is more often not with the lambeteer, you know, where I see a sacred animal like a hawk or a deer, or just the trees themselves and being in that atmosphere where you feel you could escape, you know, whatever is bothering you or find that source of inspiration that you've been seeking, you know. And often, more, more so often than not, <clears throat> these special moments are something that are organic. It just happens rather than something you're trying to force, like a ritual or, you know, Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna jump in here real quick, unless anybody else had to to say something. You know, there there's a, there's a place for it all. You know, there's there's definitely a place and a time for you know the sacred to be involved, and we see this, you know, repeated. And again, you know, we we talk about source material, or whatever it was. You know what we do know of is is that when the gods were involved, there were people there. There was a community. There was a a larger gathering, because the gods were tribal. The people were tribal, first of all. So they, it makes sense that they would um, see their higher beings as 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 being structured in in the way that their society was structured too. You know, so you had tribes of the gods. You know, and and the stories reflect the the lifestyles that people lived back then you know and the way things were done to, for the betterment of the of the groups and of the society as it were at that time one of the other things that we do also know of in, in some material is that you know the the localized gods the house you would call the husvatir um another name for that that i've seen is, is kof god the actual guardian of the home was a deity a sacred part of the, you know a, a spirit of of the sacred that would um kind of go with the family you know so if if they you know left they would it would it would go with them and they would have to kind of set up a, its own altar its own you know, sacred space in the home again to you know make it comfortable and, and ensure that the protection that 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 deity offered was 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 still there and that they would still get those things and I think we see that now in, in today with with uh, some of like I say the the Husfetir, whether it's how it manifests, how they how they make themselves known, you know, over the whether it's through our um, you know little totems or little you know call them idols or whatever god poles, you know the the I've I've seen some uh, people use kind of like the Nisa common word is gnome or or that sort of thing um they uh they 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 immortalize they 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 they, they i would say deify but they they put 
they put their, their, their the sacred being into the form of, of something, whether it's again, a, a God pole or whatever. And then that's their focal point. And that's who they gift to regularly offer to regularly. So as to make sure that the, the area that they live in is protected and, and well-kept. And then of course the beitir of the land are, are those living uh, entities that exist in the, in the spirit of the wild around us, you know, like Patrick's saying, you know, the, the, the hawks, the, you know, the various spirits that uh, we all share space with. Go ahead, Papa. I was rambling on a bit. The thing that caught me that they all share um, is that we engage in exchange with them um, throughout ritual or offering or whatever it is we do, set up an altar or a place or recognize and acknowledge or spend time with them. It's all an exchange and an exchange is relationship. And relationship to me, I think is the most fundamental part in practice when it comes to any sort of veneration, whether it be your ancestors, the Lenvatir, the Husvatir, and so on. It's a, it's a working relationship. It definitely is, and I and I like to to think of um, relationships as um, you know. Sometimes you have good ones, and sometimes you have bad ones. Even even with people, right? And and I I don't think that we could maybe. Uh, neglect the, the that possibility with the unseen right the well, things that we don't have visions here are neglected they become spiteful and all of a sudden you've got things falling over or out of place and all kinds of stories that reflect that yeah have you guys anybody here like and have you ever had an experience like that i do but i don't want to be the first one to say have you guys uh, ever had an experience where you know you you felt like your host were Maybe feeling a little bit neglected. <laughs> yeah, usually my stuff disappears around here when we forget about them or they start feeling neglected. You know, and now they'll pop up randomly. You know, um, I have I myself. We have what two, three, three altars inside and one outside now. Um, so you forget about your you you, you neglect your husvatir and then they take some things or whatever. Is yeah, that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff that are real obvious too. You know, stuff that's usually right out in the, normally right out in the open. They just go poof. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I think that that I've experienced it before. Look, looking back, but um, not so much since I became a, a follower of the faith. Uh, looking back on my life, I could see where where. I had experiences like that, you know, but um, I'm fairly diligent in, in honoring. I have several altars in my house too, um, and outside. Um, spend a lot, of, a lot of time outside, both in the yard and in my workshop. And I have small places to make offerings all the time. So I, I try not to be a neglectful uh, mortal. <laughs> What about you, Josh? You're you you you're talking too much. <laughs> Sorry there. Um, yeah, man. You know it. Same, man. You know I have some altars as well, and I I spend a lot of time outdoors to reconnect as much as I can. And um, 
you know, this year for me, um, it, you know, may seem musically side, things have been going great, but personal wise, you know, I've been going through troubles like anyone else. And uh, I tell you something that really kind of hit me hard this year, um, was I'd been going through a lot of stuff. And then my, uh, my son's 14th birthday, I had to put his beloved dog down um, on his birthday. And that we, we've had that dog for literally 13 years. And, and I think I even had made a post. I was just like, what did I do to, to endure this? You know? And I had to sit back a minute and think on myself, like, man, I've, I have been so focused on so much other things and, and I felt like that was a wake up call for me that I had to kind of sit back because that hurt, man. It was a, it was a really hard day, you know, not only for myself, but my family, you know, especially my son, this was his dog. Um, so yeah, man, it, I think that one was a, a little bit of the wake up call for me is like, Hey man, you, you've kind of been away for a little bit. So, mm. you know, take it the way I could and, and, uh, move forward. Oh, thanks for sharing that bit of a, intimate moment you know like that's that's powerful um and it it opens a window to you know our souls that are are, you know it opens up a a a vulnerable part of ourselves you know when we share stories like that so thanks for sharing yeah man it it was uh you know we're all men here man and uh my son my son looked at me he's like dad i don't I don't think I've ever seen you cry. <laughs> I was like, mm. I'm like, who knew it would take a, a freckled little chihuahua to make this happen? But, <laughs> you know, but it was a lot, man. It was like I said, there's a lot of things had been going on with my life. Man. And, and, and when I had to do that moment, it, it just all hit me at once. And I was like, wow, it's, 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 you know, and I did, I ended up that weekend, man. I spent a lot of time outside, man, and reconnecting, mm. uh, trying to find myself, you know, a little bit more. Yeah takes that time you know to something mean, you know it does some sometimes it's 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 that's what's needed you know right um uh one particular thing that i remember happening and, and it was uh you know so we have like i think a lot of us do we have pets you know house pets and um it, it may not necessarily be this for every everybody but for us you know our vatier um are manifested in in a lot of the way a lot of times through the animals in our home you know so if the animals in the home are upset it, it's a for us at least here it's a reflection into the the, the state of the home itself you know like kind of right. use that as, as a gauge you know and, and try to do the best we can to make sure that they're comfortable that they're taken care of that they're treated well and that they're you know loved and all that and as as a general rule, we, we, we keep a pretty peaceful, you know, abode. And I like to think that it's, you know, our work as, as people, but also um, recognizing and acknowledging the the unseen that manifests itself through the scene, you know, through these, you know, right. spirits that we, that we coexist with and that manifest themselves. But I remember this one time I had um, some, I don't know, spices or seasonings or something out on our counter and, uh, there were there was something going on I, I don't even remember the exact circumstances but there was some turmoil right and then the spices that were on the counter just got tipped over and pushed off of the off of the the counter space and i'm like you know these were jars of spices like like not like savory spices but like hot like capsaicin spices like reaper right. stuff you know like really spicy things and um it just got like randomly knocked over and, and just rolled off the thing i'm like 
why you know like there was no physical presence that i could see obviously that that could have gone over there and just knocked over a, a jar of, of reaper flakes you know and right. i'm like hmm you know and and again are 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 things like that all the time meant to be signs or omens i don't think so you know i uh one of the things i see a lot of uh the time is you know people automatically think that if they see a pair of crows flying over them that it's yeah. or that you know they 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 they, right. they, they they try to like i don't know if it's forced or if they just hey you know crows do what crows do you know and, and birds do what right. birds do and, and and all the wild does what the wild does and it doesn't necessarily mean that every single time you see that particular thing that it's an omen or a sign but there are times when it could and it might but it it, it lies on that person in in what's going on for that individual or, or what's happening in their lives if whether or not the sign is there to be seen because what happens for one person is meant for that person or for those people it's not right. always going to be the same for everybody so you know for me at that particular time that was a sign that was an omen that i read as saying there's somebody who's not happy here <laughs> right, know, they're, right. They're making a mess. They're kicking things right. over, and they're and they're and they're making themselves known as, "Hey, you got some work to do here." There's, we're not happy. Right. You know, and, and I love how you you brought up the crow reference, man. And and I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum, man. If I see crows and ravens, I'm like ecstatic. Um, mm -hmm. I just get, I get, it, it like brings joy to me to observe them in nature and uh, listening to them talk. You know, like. Last weekend, uh, me and my wife were doing a vending, uh, and we were set up outside. And I watched, <laughs> I watched a group of crows just fighting over a piece of bread. And I was just sitting there like laughing, yeah. I'm like, "Wow, these, these you know." But then there's the people that are, you know, they think it that brings all bad luck. But I'm right. totally opposite, man. I, I just enjoy watching them and love hearing them talk to each other. You know, I got a, I got a raven at work at uh, every day at lunchtime. He's out there waiting on me. I'm back by the area I work in. I go out back to smoke, and that's my smoke area. He's been there for about, I guess, about a little over a year now. I mean, nice. every day I take him a little part of my lunch and get share it with him. So. <laughs> yeah, he's got you on the clock, man. He knows what to show yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, they're super smart, man. Oh, man. You know, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I had a uh, pied crow as a pet for a good while um, I had adopted her she was about seven years old when I adopted her man and after you know having that as a pet I really got to see just how intelligent those creatures are um, the funny thing is she became my guard bird man no one in the family nor my wolf dog could come in the room if I was in the room and she was out because she would just attack everybody but me <laughs> but uh, she was she was great to have man we would play games and I would try to hide quarters and stuff from her, and she would just go find them and bring them back. And I would, uh, I would sit there with a guitar and would work on riffs, and she would run up and down the fret helping me play. Man, they're 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 very oh, interesting wow. birds, man. You know, and I I grew up with a mom that liked parrots, and you know, and having her was like a whole another thing, man. And they need a they they love attention, so that's that's something cool about them. Yeah, they have that ability to also, like you mentioned, parrots, like uh, Corvus, the birds, they, they have that ability to mimic mm -hmm. speech and, 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 yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she, she would, um, she, uh, <laughs> I told her how, I taught her how to death metal growl. 
which was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we would just <laughs> at each other, man, all the time. But she would she would actually talk, but she was very shy about it. So like you would be in the other room of the house, and then it sounded like a little old lady was hiding in my basement, like <laughs> chattering away. Like you, and then you walk in the room, she just sit there and be all quiet. Like I didn't say nothing. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely, man. But their their words are very clear too, man. If you get them to talking, so yeah. Well, you know, for you, it's the ra- it's the crows or the ravens, right? For me, it's it's the heron. Uh, you know, again, I live on a river, basically close to the to the Stones River. You know, so is it uncommon to see herons here, there, and everywhere? No, but when I see one, it doesn't really even matter where they are i just get all giddy and, and excited because there's there's a, there's a there's a spiritual connection that i have right. with the heron you know so for again it's 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 i think each individual experience is, is meant for those people and for or for that for that person that that's not meant for others you know i think patrick you even have some similar things with it with with the hawk i think it's the for you as of recently uh for me it's been the uh the deer <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been this uh, sacred place that I've been frequenting for cheese about over before I started actually pursuing, you know, Norse paganism, but um, really started to engage in this path and really, you know, apply it to my life. Um, the more I came to this place, the more special it became. <clears throat> and I would always see these deer. And when I was younger, I always thought deer were kind of skittish, but then when I really stepped outside that stereotype, I really started to really see them more as like, you know, majestic creatures and who, um, as a, a symbol of a uh, sacredness and, um, mm. um yeah. after being this place for so long, I finally found um, a deer carcass good like six months before I finally had the privilege of uh, collecting a, a deer skull and then uh, some other bones to uh, sit up on my altar. Actually, really quick, I'll show you guys uh, my deer skull that I got <clears throat> right over here. I'm not sure if you can see it or not. Yeah. If I'm talking, yeah. It's in good shape, man. Thank you. And also, as you mentioned, uh, the hawks, too, though, that's always been something. And anytime I see one, actually, it's funny because today when I went to Walmart to get some um, some gifts, uh, I see this hawk flying over and just immediately I stopped what I was doing. Just like, oh, gosh, hello. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was very <laughs> special, though. For me, it's um, it's bald eagles. I live in an area where they're they're coming back and and I see one. Just about every day I'll see one and it might be the same one because they have quite a huge territory, but every day I, I see it and I just, I, I get filled with joy. I, I love to see them, you know, for, for one, I find like a spiritual connection to it, but for another, just knowing that, that at least that part of nature is coming back in this area, you know, we're, we're starting to get otters back, uh, I saw a mink the other day. Um, so we're starting to get those. The red foxes are coming back. Wow. So, you know, in this area that I live on, right right by Lake Erie, we're really, really blessed and fortunate to have a lot of the spirits of the of the land coming back and thriving and, and whatnot. It's really it's really great to see. That is awesome. Um, by Lake Erie? Yep. Yep. 
look too far away from there. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't have bald eagles uh, too much here in the Carolinas. They're here, but they're rare. Um, and I actually, for my outdoor business back over the summer, uh, had took a group out kayaking, and one flew over. And I almost had a panic attack because I was like, <laughs> I have never, never seen one here. I never seen them until I got into Midwest. So seeing them here in the Carolinas and for him to be flying over the river while I was, you know, giving these people a tour on how they kayak down a river. It, it was, it was amazing to see that. They're beautiful creatures. Yeah. How about you, Papa? This is like your leg. I mean, you live it. It's, it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel they come and go. Um, they change. Um, I've made connections with lots of different animals in different times when um, there's been something along my path that I needed to to learn or to work on, and sometimes it's presented by um, the elk or uh, the fox or the hawk. Or, but I think the one that has stayed throughout um, is the raven. I actually have that tattooed on my head here. Uh, that's, that's who stayed for me um, throughout my entire path and journey. And more of a, a companionship in that relationship by spirit than um, just acquaintance or um, familiarity that you might find as you have these encounters or experiences with other spirits that have something to teach you to show at the time yeah and i mean there's you know myself you know thanks to your handiwork you know um the the drum that's you know right here in the back the small one that's a bison skin drum i have the big one that you guys can see kind of partially behind me here that's made of goat um and and the the rattle that is kind of poking its 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 hammerhead above the bison drum is made of bear skin yeah you no know? and and so there's there's all different kinds of of things that when we uh you know for at least for me you know when when we use these these instruments or when we use these tools when we when we incorporate uh these items into our into our practices it's uh you almost can't help but kind of drift into this trance-like state of, of, of connecting with the spirit of that animal and mm-hmm. everything that it means, you know? I mean, sure, my philia is, is a heron, and, and for my spirit work, that's, that's the form that I take for those types of, of activities. But, you know, the, the ferocity of, of, of the bear and, and the tenacity of the bison and, and the, the, the agility of the goat, I mean, just all these things that you can come up with and think of when you i don't know partake of their their remains you know and in this way it's 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 a really a a wild thing and i mentioned early on in the podcast before some of you came on about animism uh for me in in my growth and in my you know progression in in heathenry so much of of where i've gravitated toward towards over the years has led me down this path of, of 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 animism and, and connecting with the spirits of the land that I co you know exist with and, and and around and it's and it's become such a a wholesome lifestyle with that that I didn't have to force it was just already there and it was just ready to be tapped into I don't know how you guys have 
experienced that, but it sounds like from everybody's comments that there's a little bit of that element yeah. in all of us. Um, still very awesome and really cool is, uh, I was thinking about the weeks leading up to when I was going to go visit you. <clears throat> I remember um, I was telling you, I was sitting pictures when I go on my little walks around my lake. And I'd be like, oh, Jesse, check this out. I see this heron. Really cool is like the spirit of you was there, you know, preparing and getting me ready to make that journey to come visit you. That association and that uh, that spirit with me when I go for these, you know, nature walks, you know. Mm. I remember that. I remember you sharing that with me before you came out here. And it was an omen for the both of us in a way. You shared it with me and I said, ah, you know. I'm just there making sure you're all right and making sure you're ready for the journey, you know, but it was like kind of a neat thing that, you know, you had that, uh, you know, association that you kind of put towards me. And I, of course, felt that as well. And so, yeah, it's stuff like that, that, you know, these types of meetings, these types of, of engagements, you know, start with a, a conversation or a friendship <laughs> over long distance. And then who knows what it can become. I mean, you know, Josh, you up there in the, in Kings mountain, recently had a chance to you know share in in in, in a personal relation uh meeting with a lot of really good people papa yes. included you know papa and... included man and uh that was that that was uh very wholesome for me man and um and know, when that's... and how did it all start you know it, it, right well a lot of it had to do with you uh <laughs> you know i met papa through you and um and then me and Papa started engaging the conversation and he invited me into his home, man. And I met a lot of his friends and uh, now I have more people I can call friends. And, um, you know, down here, uh, like me and Brian have both in the same situation of being in solitary, man. It, it, it was nice to be around kindred spirits. Um, and I honestly, man, that was the biggest smile I think I've had on my face in a long time. And someone actually captured a picture of us, uh, with some cigars and me smiling and i was like no one ever captures a picture of me smiling like how did they catch it? i didn't even see it and then papa shares it and i'm like damn you papa i don't smile, <laughs> but, <Can't> smile. <laughs> the beard but, hides yeah. it you know, the beard, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, you know and, and seeing richard's beard makes me want to grow back my big beard i had He's so <laughs> he's like Saruman over here, or Gandalf even. Uh, you know? it's, it's so I know. I just I just trimmed mine too, and I'm I'm feeling bad about it. I'm in I'm in the company of such great beards, and then I'm over here just like you know just nothing. Well, you know, I got I got all this to 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 well, yeah make up for it, but I got you know. a little. <laughs> you're just you're just you, you, you probably got you 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 probably got it all like braided down your chest and everything too i bet you're just one of those <laughs> wildebeests or something man <laughs> he's, got, he's got his back actually, here braided getting thin. mine's actually getting thin and starting to fall out <laughs> yeah tell me Even about it. my beard <laughs> that's why he likes the bald eagle yeah yeah it's a euphemism <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. i, think, I yeah. think that um the reason why i i i tend to lean towards the land of a tear so much you know a, as we're having this conversation is kind of occurring to me that um there because the representation of these land of within the animals and and the land and the trees and 
and the rocks and everything it's a it's a tangible representation of of the spirit world it's something that i can see that i can touch in some cases you know and um maybe that makes it uh easier for me to find a connection to rather than than the the mystical um that we cannot see with our eyes you know i that kind of just wanted to share that thought as it occurred to me good that's a good observation oh sorry yeah go ahead patrick i have to say and i really respect and admire that too because um it's kind of one of the reasons I don't really like go to Odin that much is I hold it as a very sacred, you know, time and, you know, <laughs> a moment where I really feel to invest myself fully rather than the day to day and mundane would be more appropriate to go towards, you know, the Lambeteer or, you know, the house, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, to like, I think Brian mentioned it earlier. It's, it's, they're more, you know, there's a there there's one thing I've been thinking of this whole time, and I'm just I can't remember the exact stanza or the exact saga, but I I, I want to say it is in the saga of Egil Skallagrimson, where the um the ships that would come in that, that and and stuff they they were they would cover those those dragon headed things on, on the front of their ships when they would come mm -hmm. into port because it would scare they, they were they were worried about scaring the vitir they were worried about scaring the spirits of the land and they didn't want to do that because it was bad you know you know the the, the vitir were there as a like, protectors and, and guardians and such so they had you know those people had had a sense of you know being on the good side of the vitir as much as you as much as you could so it, again it's more tangible it, it's it's the spirits that we exist with and around on a day-to-day -day basis the gods are are in the sacred realm and they are not interacting with our day-to-day -day stuff on a personal level to any degree you know and it, it when it's when it's time to engage with the gods when it's time to uh, appeal to the gods it's, it's done in a very ceremonious way and it's done in a very religious way and it's done with other people and it's and not to say that it can't be done on an individual level because again i feel that it can be there's there may not be specific sources that say it and we, we already talked about the validity of all that and why we feel we need to reference sources but just as a disclaimer right like we know for a fact that when the gods were engaged and in, and in, in, in stuff it was done in, on, on a communal level with with other people whereas everything else going on day to day you know individually perhaps was was more localized and and, and that's with you know the, the 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 lifestyle that people lived it was they were sharing space with you know the creatures on the land all the critters all the, all the crows. still honoring that even to this day and in more ways than what we think um in iceland and not just the icelandic also truer or those believing in that book. Um, if you look at the Icelandic kroner, their form of currency, on one side of it, you'll find an emblem that features a giant, a dragon, um, an eagle, and there's one other, I think it's a serpent. No, it's a bull. A dragon, a bull, a giant, and an eagle. And that goes back to a story that while they were sailing before Iceland was settled, they attempted to um, get ship near land to go in and explore. But 
they sailed up and they were chased away by a giant with an iron staff that came down. So they sailed around some more and were chased away by an eagle. And then each of these things were the land that's here protecting the island. And so they still honor that story and the land that's here to this day on their currency. And it's not just people cool. following also um, true, but I mean, the currency is there for, for all the people. It's a, it's just an agreed upon thing there. It's not mm -hmm. a faith thing. It's just a common belief that they all share. Yeah, they've had, they, 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 they keep uh, some of their country's traditions, their people's traditions alive in, in just some of the most mundane ways. Um, we've gotten away from that largely here in North America. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad to hear, like, at least with us here today, you know, talking about the, the importance that we each place on it. And, and like Brian, you know, you're saying that, you know, some of the animals that have either left the area um, or have been sparse are returning. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a that's a good that's a good omen. Something's working, something that's being done on in, in the background, whoever, where, you know, however, the collective group of people when 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 enough rocks get thrown into a pond you know you make enough ripples you make enough waves things happen there's there's this effect so they call it the butterfly effect whatever but you know there, there's there's a reactionary thing that happens and i feel you know if one drum is beaten it doesn't resonate so loudly as if a hundred drums are beaten and a thousand drums are beaten or 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 ten thousand feathers are waved and it creates this the storm or whatever and when there's there's when there's more people doing these types of things and and hopefully conversations like this are sparking that 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 fire to be ignited and allows stuff like what we're talking about to happen to get us back to a point again not not retract not to go back so far that we're you know not being progressive but that we're getting back to a point of of wholesome and holistic existence as a, as a, as a species because you know we've we've done some really wacky shit over the years to to ruin a lot of stuff man and and maybe some of what this type of activity is is causing is is positive positive reinforcement positive action to you know, make a change and make a make a make a good difference at least i like to think so yeah point you made is uh that you're mentioning <clears throat> it's like I feel like a lot of people get the idea that um, back in the early days that people have more sacred, you know, union with the gods rather than we do now. But I think that's uh, partially true, but also an illusion because I feel like the gods could be more present than ever if, you know, individually or as a whole that we make that effort to make it, you know, present and more, you know, palpable. Well, to that point, I would say that there's, again, it, it goes back to how the gods were engaged in, in stuff on the communal levels, because, again, it, you know, when, when people get together and, and make a boon or make a boast or, or do something, it's, it, you know, it resonates louder. So you're going to grab the attention more so, you know, so with all of the things that are being done, it's, I think, again, it, it, it has the same impact or could potentially have the same impact. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make a difference here, man. Like we're trying to make good, good changes. We're trying to get back to, back to, you know, maybe our roots, but, but, but to, you know, again, enforce 
the good and, and, and use those known methods to perpetuate that wholesome and that holistic approach and, and give, give our, give everybody's uh, a chance for, for a better future. And I, I don't think that it's so much a, a return to our roots. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of um, practitioners of the faith come by way of that, but I think it's a return to values is, is what, what I think you're saying, you know, and much like the animals that, that I mentioned that are coming back around and, and are starting to flourish again, you know, uh, uh, Norse paganism, heathenry uh, is, is flourishing too. And I, I'll, I will never, ever uh, talk poorly about another faith. Uh, I, I, just because I don't believe in another faith or don't agree with it personally doesn't mean that it's wrong for the, the individual. But I will say that um, other religions in this world are, are having an all-time low participation. Christianity people aren't going to church like they used to. Uh, uh, Buddhists and, and Judaism they're they're faithful their numbers of their faithful are, are diminishing while ours are actually flourishing and i think that speaks to the communal aspect of our religion to the connection with the land to the connection to our ancestors the connection to the gods and the connection to our communities um you know and and i did mention that i'm a solitary practitioner however you know, with the use of social media and stuff, and, and I've been able to connect with other people uh, on this virtual level. And I think that you hit the nail on the head, really, that um, we're, we're, by and large, just trying to do good in this world by our families and by our fellow, you know, men and women, really. Um, and, and that's what that's what it represents to me anyway, is the increase in this faith that by all intents and purposes should have been wiped out from history by, you know, the, the, the Christian uh, invasion, but for some reason it survived. And here we are in the 21st century, um, you know, following the gods of our ancestors. That observation, I just want to point that out. I, you know, it's really cool. Thank you. I would like to touch on, the subject while we're going on it um, the the influx and the popularity now that's come along and um, the mass of people venerating the gods or a deity i would love for you to say more versus <laughs> why and how it was done in our earliest sources we don't have those same reasons now prayer um when we talk about who was venerated and when and why, they were farming communities, farming culture, and crop was life or death. You were either going to starve or you were going to make it through the winter, and it all depended on your growing season. So the Vanir, um, Freyr especially, were venerated, and offerings were made, sacrifices were made. But we're not doing that now. We're not farming anymore. We're going to the grocery store. We're not going out and fighting our next door neighbor's family with our family to need to hail Tyr for victory or Odin for war. I mean, we're not walking across the chain link fence line with swords and shields. I mean, so <laughs> well, maybe you're not, but then. no, I'm some of us are ready then. to. <laughs> some may want to do that, but we also live in a society with law and yeah. 
I mean, I'm know. headed right for that chain link fence. <laughs> we're, we're civilized now. <laughs> so when you're venerating the gods or you're seeking the gods or you're wanting to make offering, remember to ask yourself why. Um, you might have intention there, but what is the purpose? Mm. Yeah. If this is going to be genuine, if this is going to be wholesome, if this is going to be organic, you need to be able to answer those things. Yeah. That's a great point. That is a really great point. And, and also I'm of the, uh, I, I have the idea, the belief that um, I also ask myself before I ask a, a deity or, or a spirit for anything, if it's something that is within my power to achieve of my own volition. Um, and, and if the answer is yes, that I, that I can, then I, I do, I try, I persevere. Um, not always though, you know, I have, I have stumbled, I have failed, I have asked for help, and then I've succeeded after that. So I do believe that there is much to be said about making offerings and, and asking for, for something, um, a gift for a gift, though. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, it's, it's not so much, can you do this for me? It's, hey, I need a little bit of backup here. Um, that's where our ancestors come in. Yep, yep. Because to that point, yeah, like exactly, like Papa, that's where your ancestors come in. Because they've been here. They they're the ones. They're the reason why we're here, first and foremost. You want I to mean, see it, succeed. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Because it 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 goes. It touches back on this particular path and 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 our um, the importance that we place of you know we talked about ancestor veneration. Well, why is it such a big deal? Why do why do we focus so much on it? Well. First of all, again, they're the reason why we we got here, and we want to lay we want to add the to 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 Orlog. We want we want we want our current deeds and our and our current luck to to feed the well to give a boost to the next generation to the next line. However, it comes whether it's through fostering, whether it's through birth, whether it's through friend, friendship and kinship tiles of 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 sharing of you know uh, the the gifting exchange with one another. I mean, this is how it's done here and now in the modern day, you know, and, and that's, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, I don't, I don't have children of my own, but I have children and I have friends, uh, who are every bit family to me. And I want what I do now to be something that they can, you know, tap into as a, as, as luck later on down the line. And as an ancestor, as I'll become one day, I'll damn sure be invested in their, success too and i want to see i will want to see them succeed just as i know my ancestors want to see me succeed i think brian said it very well earlier when he pointed out that there's a vested interest mm -hmm. um, that comes from our ancestors that is not present from deity or from mm -hmm. gods or goddesses yeah they have no reason but our family our ancestors have every reason so I thought this would be a really nice thing, and I, it, it's getting to a point now, I think, that, you know, for the sake of, of absorption for everybody listening and watching, that this is, this is a, a great uh, point in time to look at wrapping the podcast up for, for the season, for the year, for, for this episode. And I can't think of a, of a better way to, to wrap it up than to, in a virtual way, okay, have a sort of sumble-ish um, and I want this to just be something, a focus on boasts of, of, of healing our, of ancestors, uh, speak of a great deed, speak of something of, 
that has happened for each of you here in 2022 as we wrap up season three of this podcast you know what boast can you give that hails your ancestors that you have uh, been able to accomplish this year that that you would be willing to share with the viewers and the listeners today and i'll start with uh i don't know i'll start with you josh if you don't mind <laughs> I'll, I'll put you on the spot man and, put me and, on and the spot Let we'll go okay. we'll, we'll we'll start with you josh and then we'll go to richard we'll go to brian papa and then we'll wrap up with patrick how's that sound um well first and foremost i do come from an ancestral line of musicians um and this year was my first year branching out after 20 something years to taking my musical journey and going solo um and hold up uh papa are you ready to say my uh my band name for me <laughs> we can do that yeah yeah because uh, Papa says it better than anybody in the world. So go ahead, Papa. Say my band name for me, please, sir. Scoogermail. God, that's sexy. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I branched out solo and um, I started it actually two years ago. But this year I finally have some success with it. And um, my new album, The Croon Sagas, is coming out uh, on the 30th this month. And it is coming out via inner demon records which i am honored to be a part of that family um and it's a it was a long journey to get there um and um to be on a record label is just a just a, a blessing in, in itself so beautiful go ahead richard i am i guess my biggest boast for this year have been being seven years at my current employer afford and uh in fact that now i'm the uh officially the subject matter expert and the lead for the sealer line in the paint department um well i've been some that my all my ancestors you know my grandfather was an electrical engineer for ge so yeah and everything so it's something i've been he's been real proud of That's great. Thank you for sharing. And how about you, Brian? Um, you know, uh, I stumbled uh, a while back and, and struggled really, really hard. Um, it's a story for, for a different time, really. But um, this year, um, I was I worked really hard professionally, and I'm I'm the director of my of my company. Um, and uh, just last month, I. I I celebrated nine months uh, sober, or I mean, nine years sober. Sorry, nine months, oh, nine years sober. Wow. Um, Congratulations. You know, and, and which again is another story for another time, but it's kind of how it brought me to the faith. So, but that would, that would definitely be it, man. Achieving my, my personal and professional goals. It's been a great year. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, Papa. Um, for me, it's going to be, Olaf Hainfield, all of a sudden, or Hainfeld, Holmfield. Um, he was the son of a potato farmer, who was the son of a potato farmer and potato farmer and potato farmer, but he decided that his calling was a little bit different. And he went into medicine and graduated um, as a doctor at the age of 18 in Sweden and decided to bring his practice to the United States and landed in a little town called Bean Station, Tennessee. And that's the entire reason that 
I've got to live and experience this amazing place called Appalachia. Uh, it's all owed to him answering that call and making that big move. So I have to always honor him. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, Patrick, who you got? What do you got? <laughs> all right. Um, my boast this year, um, travels to um, seeing my uh, favorite musical uh, groups. My uh, comfort zone and pushing myself to, you know, coming to see you. It's like I was having car issues and, you know, ended up getting COVID on the way back. And I probably had that prior to seeing you, but just, um, you know, just really happened, really meant something a lot to me. And then also I was um, working a lot with um, improving um, my mental health and um, my, my daily habits and, um, you know, We've all had a really, I mean, everybody's story has been really compelling. You know, each of your accomplishments, each of your victories, um, each of the things that you've sown in your respective actions. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's an honoring uh, of your own selves, right? You, you, you've done yourself good by, by doing all the things that you've said you've done and accomplished this year. And reflecting on those victories, I think, is important and, and stating those, you know, small wins, no matter how big. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a major accomplishment, but it, count your victories and, and use them to, to drive us into further greatness. And again, it, it, it is a, uh, a, a boon to our ancestors because without them, we wouldn't be here. Um, so it's a great opportunity, I think, for all of us to, to walk away from as, as 2022 comes to a close you know we're, we're getting into a, a mindset a lot of us of really going inward to our respective families homes there's a lot of feasting and, and gatherings coming up for a lot of us you know um and uh you know for for me um i'll just say that there was a lot that happened this year for my personal growth for my professional growth in in my own job um, and my spiritual growth. So multifaceted, many victories. And, you know, as we come into the end of 2022 and, and look forward into 2023, let's, let's each of us count our victories. And this goes for everybody listening and watching too, you know, as you've heard from all of the guests today and myself about things that we want to boast about or, or, or speak well of and, and give credit to our ancestors and ourselves for these things, do the same for yourselves, right? Um, share those conversations with your nearest and dearest tie that amount of weird together because kind recognizes kind this you know iron sharpens iron there's there's so many different you know fire ignites fire different phrases different ways that you can put it but you'll really i think find a find a great thing and and, and a benefit in in recognizing the greatness in yourself and and talking about this with other people and and then you know feeding off of each other's greatness and accomplishments um 
for for a lot of us, you know, Yule is coming around here soon, and you know, Yule was traditionally a a uh, a midwinter bloat for starting to think about crops and and st thinking about starting to plant your crops for the upcoming growth season. You know, we've made it through one of the harshest points of the year. We're 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 midway through. The light is at the end of the tunnel. We ain't died yet, right? We hadn't starved. We haven't frozen, right? All the things that our ancient ancestors had to think about. We're thinking of it a little bit in a different context now. And there's a lot of things that we've been able to do this year that we can use to fuel for the upcoming year. And I would encourage everybody here as guests and, and friends, and then also listeners and viewers and supporters to, to use uh, this time of year to think about the, the, the crops that you're going to be planting, the things that you're going to be doing in the days, the weeks, and the months to come to honor your ancestors, to honor yourselves, and to go out and be great, achieve great things to whatever degree. It doesn't, again, have to be a, a big, massive thing, but just count your victories and use them to you know, fuel future endeavors. So anybody else have anything before we wrap it up? It's been a pleasure to be on here. Thank you, guys. Sweet. Well, it has been a pleasure. It's been a great, great year. Um, I want to thank my my honored guests for for tuning in and, and and being a part of the season three finale. Um, so you guys just hang out a minute after I wrap this up. Don't go anywhere so I can, you know, bid you a proper farewell. Um, mm -hmm. But for everybody that is listening, watching today, thank you for a wonderful season three of the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of you. So until we talk again in season four, may the gods continue to notice you and may your ancestors smile upon you. Thank you all.